0: Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back to another Modernizer Dive podcast, CFML News Edition. And this is episode 50. So that means I had to invite our CEO of Auto Solutions, creator of all the box families, Luis Mahano. <laughs> hey, Gavin, how are you, man? Good, good. I'm glad to have you on. I know you're, you try and listen when you can. And uh, obviously, you're always outputting lots of content for us. So good to have you here as a co host today.
1: I know. I know. It's been a while since you've had me on, on the show. So I'm glad I'm back.
0: Yep. So uh first thing we always do is uh we thank our sponsors. Uh and so a big sponsor here is obviously Auto Solutions. So um Auto Solutions does a lot to, to make CFML great and uh this podcast is one of those things that we're doing to, you know, try and spread the word and spread all the news, uh things Audis and non-Audis related, a lot of great CFML news out there. And so one of the things that you can do to help um, the podcast is help order solutions by getting live training from the makers of the box products. Like we've got a, a lot of amazing trainings out there and uh, we can do them. And in this situation, we can do them online and remote as well. Uh, a lot of times we do in-person trainings and Luis and Brad are flying all over the world sometimes to do these trainings, but not uh, anymore, <laughs> not anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so. um do you want to give us a quick rundown of some of your favorite trainings to give? And
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, they're all my favorites. They're all like my children. <laughs> they're all my favorites. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the new, the new style of training that we're doing, uh, I really appreciate, uh, which is a lot more hands-on. Um, so I, those are really, really cool. Uh, and in terms of locations, uh, I like the Germany ones, uh, especially because then I can have a Weissbier. But uh, I love Germany, and I really miss, I don't even know if CF camp is going to be on this year, but I love uh, the German one. And of course, our traditional uh, Vegas training where we can get the the big, nice uh, uh, suite, which kind of looks like your background.
0: (laughs) Almost, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, um, obviously, um, we offer all those trainings in, in, in person, but right now we're doing a lot of, uh, virtual trainings, some live trainings, and we have more coming up. But if you're looking for any of those, we can give you a, one of our existing trainings or something specifically designed for you and your company. So let us know. And we also want to thank our Patreon supporters because we're at 43% of our goal from fully funding our podcasts. So modernize or die podcast, There's three of them, CFML news, soapbox and the, the conference. It, podcasts. And so we have a lot of podcasts and we're trying to cover our costs there. And uh, all of those that are supporting us on Patreon, um, thank you so much. And we're getting there. We're almost halfway there to fully funding it. Uh, But thankfully, Auto Solutions covers the rest of the bill. So thank you for that. Okay, so let's get into some news here. And one of the big things, I think, uh, right up your alley, Codebox 6 beta was released.
1: So yeah, so it's um, very excited about this release. Um, it's been a long time uh, since we did a major one, almost a year and a half or so. Uh, obviously, we've been doing releases almost every two to three months, but the this beta is really. Let me see if I can find the link for people to see all the all the goodies that we've been preparing for it. But uh, it's. A lot of feedback from a lot of the internal projects that we do, a lot of kind of mission-critical apps, and a lot of API development that we're doing. But uh, we've, I kind of would say that this release is is focused on productivity for developers um, and um, really introducing a lot of new approaches to development. And that's especially what we're doing with the asynchronous programming uh, pieces that we've introduced in Cobox in 6. So have you, have you played a little bit with, with those yet or have you just seen them in the show and tells that we do internally?
0: Uh, definitely looking at the show and tells, I read through the blog posts um, that we'll share in the show notes here as well to find out more about it. Definitely eager to see it. And it's nice to see a lot of those things we're using in JavaScript coming to the Fusion world too. So, you know, a lot of the promises, um, doing things like waiting for one or more promises to be done, et cetera. And those things are, are definitely uh, very cool to to see. And, um, I, I definitely want to play with some of the features in there. I just haven't had too much time yet, but I'm, I'm wanting to dive in a little more for sure, but I'm definitely keeping up. Yeah. It's hard to keep up though. You're a beast.
1: (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been trying to crack this, this, this approach with, with Brad for a long, long time. And I think we've been able to nail it finally, but, um, but we wanted to make it core because of all the different, uh, facilities that it will help us with internally in all the libraries you know and the good thing is that this asynchronous approach uh, to computing and parallel computing is not only for Qobox applications but it's part of of every box so it's going to be part of lockbox standalone of wire box standalone of cache box standalone so if you have a legacy application and you're you're just using wire box you can still have all these asynchronous and parallel programming paradigms available to you so uh, I didn't just want to do it just for 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 the colbox MVC portions always obviously you get a lot more right uh, if you do but the the core or the essence of the asynchronous and the and the parallel programming computations are there for you right so that's a big one the asynchronous portions and 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 this is not something that we created from scratch right the jdk has had the availability of uh, completable futures um, and executors for a long time, since Java 8, and we've really tapped into the entire API for this, uh, uh, brought it to ColdFusion, so we have a lot of dynamic aspects to it and a lot of cool things that obviously you can't do in Java, but uh, it will, in a nutshell, it does bring futures into into CFML, and this is not like the simplistic approach that was introduced through RunSync. This is based on completable futures, so it allows you to create stages or pipelines of asynchronous programming right? It allows you to actually combine futures with each other or um, actually do race conditions against uh, different types of futures. Um, you can actually use any component as well. So you don't have to actually create closures in order to ramp your asynchronous computations. If you already have a component, uh, you can actually point it to a specific component, that civic method, and we'll create the actual runnable proxy for you at runtime. So we, we've done a of work to to make the syntax really nice and very similar to what you would find in other languages actually if you're a java developer you actually will think that it's java because it's the api could match almost 100 percent to the original completable future api and if you're a javascript developer it will be very familiar as well because we've kind of taken a look at how promises does it and it's very very similar and uh so that's a big one gavin i think that it's going to change uh, the developer's mentality of how to approach a problem, right? When they they can have more tools in their arsenal, and uh, and we took it a step further by also adding the ability to create uh, pipes or or tasks uh, or queues, right? And this has been requested uh, by you and Eric <laughs> a long time ago. So well, this is the the core. So this is the the, the foundation that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna have in order for us to build our queueing systems and our build systems. That could be tied to anything, you know, Redis or Couchbase or you know any type of, of uh, distributed cache approach uh, or ActiveMQ or Rabbit or anything. But this allows you for very easily to create these kind of uh, tasks and executors. And we also did schedule tasks. So this was something that we, we that is, is problematic sometimes because we don't have access to the administrator or the admin API or things of that nature. Uh, but we did want to have the, this capability of scheduling tasks into your running a, uh, application. And we've done it and actually the new caching features, the new cache box and box six uses this. So it actually sets up a new schedule to run at specific frequencies uh, and executing the specific pieces of code that I want. Um, let's say in a reaping frequency every three minutes. Uh, we also created a new logging. Uh, Rolling logger appender, which uses the same approach. Uh, and it actually creates a little thread um, every few minutes and actually monitors a, a, an in memory queue. And whatever is in the memory queue then streams all that log data back into disk. So uh, it, the, the logging capabilities in Callbox 6 are, are way beyond anything that we've ever had in anything uh, before Callbox 6 especially now in the day of age of Docker where uh, we're looking at log files and consoles all the time. right? Uh, we've been doing a lot of work in order to make that facilities a lot easier. So uh, the synchronous computations is a big one. The RESTful uh, capabilities of Cobox 6 are also really extended. Uh, we finally migrated our base REST handler, which um, kinda, I think you kind of started this a little bit with me, right? long time
0: ago yeah we've been fighting the way to sort of include it we had you know we had it where we it was a part of the template and it always has been and everyone kept saying how can i get it how can i get it we're like we'll use the template we already have an app so i, I made it a module but then we're <laughs> like well we want to change it we want to extend it so we've been fighting all these different ways to do it and so now you put it in the base uh base cobox itself and we have a way to extend it and sort of you know make it bigger and better but I think the, the big thing is too is adding stuff like the response object in there and and just being able to make them extendable because ColdFusion allows you to do that. Uh, it's just pretty cool. And a lot of people are using it. We've fine-tuned it over many years now. We've been doing APIs for a long time. And uh, I think it's really fine-tuned enough where we can put it in there knowing we're not going to change it too much, um, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I think that was the biggest debate for us is how can we make this so customizable for developers? and and I think we finally nailed it in this in this in this approach that we took. And um, right now, you have a first-class citizen of a rest handler, which is specifically just for rest, um, which brings uniformity, it uh, brings consistency, it brings a base uh, response object for you to use and leverage, which is really functional as well. Um,
0: had a pull request a that last night too.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I have to check them. Uh, yeah. But uh, it really will help you as a developer to, to basically just focus on producing the data to Marshall and not on all the pipeline and machinery around it. So uh, we fully documented it as well. You can find it in the docs, but uh, it, it will really make your RESTful APIs really easy to work with and extend as well. So that was the big one, and we made it really, really easy for you to extend uh, as well. So um, those are kind of the two big ones. And the third big feature of Colbox 6, it's its performance for rendering. Um, this is thanks to, to, to Brad's Woods, or how we call him, Dr. B's crazy manipulations in CF. <laughs> and um, we were finally able to create a singleton renderer. Uh, uh, our good friend, Perside CMS and Dom Watson, sent us a pull request on this a, a few years back, but uh, due to lots of concerns on threat safety and variable safety, we never ha- uh, were able to crack that, uh, that problem as well. And uh, Brad uh, uh, cracked it uh, fortunately a few months ago and then we got together and fine tuned it. And uh, it's, it's crazy. It's it's uh, If you use a lot of applications that render views um, with the singleton render, it's crazy. It's almost like native includes. So um, very, very excited about those kind of three major areas. But believe me, there's tons of other little mini tickets on it. But um, I'm, I really think that this Call Box 6, uh, I haven't been excited for this one since, since we introduced modules in Call Box 3. So yeah,
0: it's it's definitely a big release. And that's why we, we you know, we spent a little more time talking about it on the news here. Cause, uh, we, we weren't really want to get you guys out there testing it, betaing it. So that way we can, uh, you know, make sure we take care of all those regressions or bug fixes before we cut it final. Cause uh, it's definitely a major release and it's been a long time coming for a lot of these features. So we're excited. So, uh, definitely go check it out. Um, we shared the blog post in the show notes and the, the CF books, um, has some information on it as well. So. Yep. Very cool. And then uh speaking of new releases, Lucy announced a new release candidate five point three point six r- dash RC. It's all available on command box already, so you can start that with CF Engine equals Lucy at five point three point six dash uh, RC. Um and they're they're trying to get that tested so they can release that very soon. Um and we'll sh- we'll share the link to um I think there's a blog post on the Lucy side about that too. We'll be sharing that as well. Yeah, um, well,
1: I think for this one, I would definitely encourage people to test it out. Um, I know internally we're going to be testing the heck out of it. Uh, we, we've Every time there's been a final release that's supposedly stable, it really has not been. Uh, so there's always all these regressions that we're slowly finding. So um, it has to be a group effort and a community effort. Um, so uh, hopefully this 5.3.6 can be uh, a solid, solid... Uh, Released just like 5.2.3.9 uh, was, which is still solid from 2018. Yeah. But, uh, and that's yeah, the thing. We, we really need help on this one.
0: I think 5.3.4 had issues with the reloading of of things, really slow loading. And then 5.3.5, 5 if you're using ORM, there's a lot of ORM bugs. Not with Hibernate itself, but with LCB ORM packages, there's some regressions and some of the things that that ties into. So yeah, we're really hoping five three six is a, a good stable that we can really you know build on top of. Uh, like I said, five point two point nine was so stable for so long. I know some customers yeah. are still using it because they're just scared to go to the next one. We yeah. we
1: still use it because there's still bugs in five three four and then five three five that we can't use in production. So uh, hopefully we this releases the, the the release that takes us finally to to five x.
0: Yep, and that's where i I'll, I'll, I'll test. Um, LTS features are really important there. We're we're running everything through it. We're setting up bleeding edge builds for Lucy to run LTS so we can see what's going on right away. And Brad chimed in in the chat saying, class loading bugs affected ORAM in 5.3.5. So, yep. So definitely go check it out, um, 5.3.6. And there's a lot more information on on all that on the Lucy side as well. Now, another big release here, um, Solutions last week released their Autos Lucy AMI in the AWS marketplace. I know you guys have been working really hard on this and we've got some of our consultants that work with government who are doing a lot of lockdowns and and everything. So you guys got together and and really worked hard to create this AMI. So you want to tell us a little more about uh, this and who who it's right for and what does it achieve for them?
1: Yeah, so we, we we started this idea on Vegas, actually, on our training. So that's how good our trainings go. They always spin up these ideas. But uh, I met on one of our breaks with George Murphy, and it has already been in our plans to be building tools for developers to do better deployments. So this is something that our, our good old friend Evagoras um in the UK and mentioned a long time ago, creating something similar to what Laravel has done with Forge, right? Uh, This is brewing for a while now and and trying to tackle it obviously with all the stuff that's going on with us, but uh, this was the first kind of baby steps to get us there. And uh, so we met with George and the idea is how can we make the deployment into the AWS cloud easy, right? So we we started our plans and we were able to first AMI, you know, going through all the hoops with Amazon in order to get into the marketplace. But it is a fully uh, featured, uh, hardened AMI. So it's a server. It's a cloud server. It's built with uh, Tomcat, Ubuntu, uh, and of course, Lucy deployed on it with an NGINX uh, uh, web server attached to it as well, fully optimized with all the different optimizations that we've learned throughout all our mission critical applications, Gavin. So this is a finely tuned server uh, for high performance, right? And you basically get a cloud server. You can deploy one or a 1,000 instances of it it on EC2. And then you can configure it and spice it up as you see fit. Command Box is also installed uh, uh, as well uh, as a CLI tool into the cloud server. And uh, this is really for those people that really want to take their applications to the cloud. Uh, it's really a point and click and you have your uh, Lucy instance up and running. And now granted this is, uh, right now we're working on the 535 uh, version of it, but the 529, the, the, the stable one is already available. and we're going to be releasing um, stable versions of Lucy into that same ami so you could easily just update you know by just choosing a, a new version from a down and bam, you' you're, you're completely patched. So uh, this is really, really useful for those people that have not had a chance to create AMIs or work with AMIs or don't even care about building AMIs. They just want a really nice solution. They will have an, a server up and running in minutes, uh, actually seconds, right? So And this is our first start. So we have many images or many cloud servers that are in development. So right now, the 5.3.5 build is, is in place, but we also have a Windows version that's going to be coming up. So there'll be an analogous to this one. So it would be Windows, IIS, uh, Lucy. Uh, we're also gonna be building content box ones. So you're gonna have content box additions as well. Uh, two editions: one with a MySQL uh, database built in and another one with no database built in. So you can connect it to uh, let's say Aurora or whatever other database within the Amazon cloud. And we also are gonna be providing a developer toolbox. So this is going to be building, you know, there's some uh, institutions that actually do not allow you to have your own computer or, you know, your own dev instances. So we're going to be creating a full dev instance based on one in Ubuntu and one in Windows uh, with all the tools that we feel that Confusion developers should have, you know, from VS code to command box CLI, you know, fine-tuned things uh, for development. Um, And we have other cloud servers that we want to bring in, especially using command box standalone. So very lightweight, no Tomcat. Uh, just command box and our service manager included, right? So you're going to be able to create things. Uh, this will be an Ubuntu-based one as well. Uh, and after we finish with AWS, we're moving into Google Cloud and then to Azure and then to DigitalOcean. So we have those cloud vendors that we're going to be providing uh, for them. So you know, I foresee that this year, 2020, we can cover AWS so we can start with uh, with the next providers down the road.
0: Yeah, and the the thing I really like about this, too, is, you know, we're we're taking all the work from our consulting and working with these government clients that have very strenuous lockdown uh, requirements, and those are already included. So you don't have to worry about, you know, figuring out all the security things or best practices. We're tying those in for you. So that's, a, I think, a big win there for a lot of companies, where they don't have the time to do, keep up with the security and everything. Uh, this will handle that for you.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Cool. Okay, well, so I uh, shared that in the in the chat and we'll put that on the show notes as well. So um, we also have a webinar coming up from Autis, uh, The What's New with Command Box 5 with Brad Wood. And so uh, he'll be going through and showing you um, a few more things about the Command Box 5 release, which is a, a really big release. And so if you want to sign up for that, you can go to autisolutions.com slash events slash webinar. And that's in the chat for you now too. Um, and in case you missed it, like we did, um, Pete Freitag mm-hmm. from Foundio, uh, actually had the CFML newsletter he released April 1st, which is issue number 36. And Ooh, I missed it. Yep. Yeah, um, so he releases that It's usually monthly or semi-monthly. Uh, he has, uh, 36 issues now, but it's a really good summary of the good blog contents, uh, modules and updates, uh, videos, etc. So, um, uh, yes, the funny thing was, he says, featuring his first ever box corner, thanks to Auto Solutions. I
1: know, I'm seeing it right here, the box corner. I love it.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it's definitely a cool little newsletter. Uh, you should check that out. You can actually view the, the newsletter itself online as you can see in the video for those who are watching. Um, so it's got a lot of great content. So these are basically the, the best of the best. So maybe you don't have time to check out everything we talk about here on the show, but these are the, the best articles. Here's a little box corner here with uh, some of the podcasts, some of the, the video series we have and news about our conference and then some videos too. So uh, definitely really good. Uh, You can sign up and get an email directly to your inbox so you don't miss it like we did. And sorry about that, Pete. April 1st, uh, a lot of April 1st things going on that day. I guess we missed that. Um, And in case you missed it too, Adobe ColdFusion 2018 release, update 9, and uh, ColdFusion 2016 release, update 15, were released last week. Um, Security vulnerabilities were fixed in that, so please do upgrade soon. Uh, Command Box updates for those versions were released last week as well, so if you're using Command Box, you can get those latest versions instantly patched and updated without any of the update hassles. So definitely go do that. And then, uh, Brad's also been releasing his Command Box 5 screencast series too. So, um, if you're wanting to find out now, not wait for that webinar, what's new in Command Box 5, he's released, uh, about seven videos already. So we had two new ones in the last week. One was file globbing enhancements, and the other one was the server start optimization for Docker. So if you guys are using Docker, definitely check that video out, uh, show some of the cool things we're doing to try and optimize that start. By actually removing command box from the startup, which is pretty pretty interesting too, so they're really doing some uh, some crazy things to to dive into there and, and get things faster for you. So uh, a lot of good stuff there, and so he's talked about undertow options, tuning web server max request, Lucy extension management, get tokens, or get access tokens and library updates. So uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, he's releasing new videos there, so subscribe to us on uh, YouTube to see those as they come out. And if you missed yeah, them, there was right. a playlist.
1: Yeah, I, there was somebody requesting another video. So if Brad is listening or eventually will listen, they were, wanted a, uh, an SSL one. They wanted to uh, getting started with command box and SSL. I thought it was a really interesting request. So I took a note of it. So whoever it was.
0: Very cool. OK, and then um, next after that, we actually had someone from the community. Um John Farrar, who started up something he's calling the Community CFML 2020 Training Project. So he had a webinar a few weeks back about this and what his goals are. And right now he's taking project suggestions. They want to build some tangible solutions um, for training, um, you know, on top of what's already been out there. And so if anyone's interested, they can email John Farrar at johnfarrar at sosapps.com. Um, and he's going to be posting some details Wednesday or Thursday this week, but he just set up a Slack channel uh, room. So if you're in the CFML Slack, you can go to community underscore courses and that's where he's sort of talking about that. So if you guys want to work together on creating some materials and some courses and whatnot and help uh, add training to the, you know, our community. Um, that's where he's basically discussing that and trying to get some community members to t- to sort of tie in. Uh, obviously, he's uh, looking forward to a lot of our uh, oldest training coming up as well, and he really appreciates what we do, but he thinks that we can, as a community, do more. And so um, he's hoping to, to ramp up everybody and maybe working together, people can put the time together and create some more training. So if you guys are interested, definitely check that out. Okay, so the State of the Union 2020 survey is still going on, and uh, Michaela actually released the partial results. Have you looked at this yet, uh, Luis, the results? Uh,
1: I am actually looking at it right now because <laughs> <laughs> so, I did not look at it. It's so, so busy with the cold box release. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, so if, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a survey that TerraTech does once a year, and we basically ask you a bunch of questions, a really short multiple-choice questions on, like, what. Engine, do you use what frameworks do you use? What tools do you use? Are you using which, you know, web servers are using all these different things? Just trying to get some stats about what's going on in the community. And that way we can figure out what's increasing, what's decreasing. What should we still support? I know that Autus uses a lot of this information to decide if we should still maintain an engine or not. And as Brad said previously, uh, several years ago, we we're going to drop CF9 support and realize that there was like 40% of people still using it. <laughs> so we couldn't drop it at that, at that point. So yeah, But there's some pretty interesting results there. Yeah, um,
1: man,
0: and so, so, yeah, so the partial results are out. I'm going to share that link here in the show notes as well as the Terratech link to actually go do the survey as well. So definitely check those out. Uh, it's really interesting, but it's really helpful for those um, if you can take that and maybe share it with some of your other developer yeah. friends too.
1: So it kind of, it's still very impressive to see when I go to the MVC framework section. And uh, the, the there are almost as many cold box frame, the framework developers that there are people that don't use a framework.
0: Yep. it's. I
1: mean, it, it is incredible uh, still in this day and age that people using any type of MBC methodologies, uh, for web development. I mean, it's crazy.
0: Yep. Yeah. I always find the testing one interesting too, but, uh, it's, it's interesting too. It looks at browsers and, and everything as well. So it's, it's really useful. Uh, it's really interesting yeah, too. So cool. definitely check that out and they have a section on podcasts. So please vote for our podcast, <laughs> modernize or die. Hopefully you're listening, uh, and you want to support us. So, Okay, so next on the list let's get to conferences and we'll just rush through some of the cancellations, obviously, see if Summit was meant to be um, this week and it's canceled. Um, the post and pre-conference is canceled. I know that you had some people sign up that were pretty upset that they couldn't make it to the your build secure MVC ColdFusion application workshop, but unfortunately. Yeah, I know, unfortunately.
1: unfortunately. It was yeah. actually last week. Or this week. No, it's going to be this no, week. No, last week. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, so those are all canceled. But, uh, Into the Box 2020 is, uh, almost here. So a few weeks away. I know we're, we're all running around with our heads cut off trying to get our presentations finalized, our keynote. I have got some for you, more stuff for you there from my keynote contribution to Luis. But, um I think it's going to be good still. I mean, we used to do our oldest Developer Week uh and we had a lot of attendees and a lot of people love that, but Into the Box uh 2020 virtual is going to be pretty pretty fun too. So we have May 7th and and Friday and May 8th and it's going to be basically a normal schedule for the conference. So there'll be 50-minute sessions with about 10 minutes in between. We got two tracks, you can pick your room uh and then we got a lot of great content too. So um i'm just yeah it's i think it's going to be a really good conference i mean are we getting a lot of feedback what do you think tickets looking pretty positive so far
1: yeah pretty positive so far i think that this gives people a chance to to attend uh even if they weren't able to attend so that's always a a great option uh or or just developer week for many years and it was a great success i mean there were occasions where we had a session with over 130 uh, developers uh, online so you know this is this is our first try and so far has been very very successful i know that uh jorge and some of the finance team is is very happy because obviously we have not burned our marketing budget uh like we like we do when we do the the into the box uh, live but um it, it has really been a very a, a very curious eye-opener for us so um we were even discussing uh, internally starting to have a few discussions that maybe we should do two conferences uh that we should do the live one uh here in houston and then in the fall we should do one just like we did with orchard's developer we just basically do a virtual version of what we did with with into the box but it's it's still very early for these things but um, I, it's very positive. I think there were like about 80 or something already attendees. So, and it's obviously growing every day. So, virtual is, is really important for us. We also are, are uh, uh, give you a sneak peek. We have a, a discussion with a company today. Uh, I won't mention yet until we, we are solidified with them. Uh, we have a meeting this afternoon with them, but uh, we might have the potential to actually have a virtual uh, conference in the sense that we will have a virtual space, so we were going to have a virtual space with different breakout rooms where people are going to have their own avatars and and be able to actually talk and open uh, microphones in different rooms. So uh, w- we want to step up the whole virtual aspect into a real uh, f- a four-dimensional approach uh, to Very the cool. to the conference. So we're we're hopefully th- this this will go well. So we have a talk with them this afternoon. So. Uh, God willing, it will go through. But, uh, and, and John oh, yeah.
0: Ferrar in the chat asked about the mariachi band. If we have that virtual conference, we can play some mariachi music in one of the rooms for you. It won't be the same, true. not the same, but uh, we'll definitely try. And I've been teasing about us trying to do something a little different, a little special to make this virtual conference, not just a, a combination of Zoom meetings, yeah. but we're trying. Fair. So we're, we're doing what we can and uh, going forward, obviously we'll have more time to research and make it even yeah. better next year. But um, But like you said, without the cost of the hotel and all the speaker, rooms that we provide normally and everything, uh, we can definitely drop the price on the, the conference. And so that's why the conference tickets yeah. are actually cheaper than they were for the videos last year. So only 199 um, so go register now, and if you want to see some content from last year or the year before, those packages are only $9.99 each. So you can get the entire 19, 2019 into the box for $9.99, which is a pretty, pretty damn good deal. So definitely go check those out. And every day I get a question about the workshops. So we are going to do workshops. Just wait till after the conference. We'll announce a schedule. We got a, uh, we got a lot of conference. Uh, Stuff to deal with. Uh, like I said, we're changing up a lot doing the virtual version, but we will be doing workshops. So um, stay tuned, and uh, we'll definitely get an announcement um, right after the conference on when the next workshop will be. And this way, with all the workshops spread out, you guys can pick and choose as you want, uh, and that way you can get more of those more of those workshops and uh, and obviously from the comfort of your own home or office.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So workshops are something we're, we we want to definitely offer, but. I think that we, we didn't want to uh, try to do so many things, especially since now we have a virtual format. So, um, workshops are coming, even other fun stuff that we'll be mentioning on the keynote is coming. But, I'm very, very excited about uh, all the different things that we're going to be releasing uh, in the coming weeks.
0: Yep. And so after our uh, into the box, we also have another thing from Adobe, the Adobe Cold Fusion Developer Week. So they're basically taking all of the content from their uh, CF Summit East that was canceled and basically make it into an online conference. And it's a developer week. So they're just doing two sessions a day over the five days. So 10 sessions total. And, uh, I think one of the speakers you might even know, right, Luis? It is me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I I was supposed to be there giving the the talk actually today, (laughs) April 21st. So I I lucked out and uh, did not do that session. So I'll be doing another session and actually thanks to you. So you're going to be doing a a session for Into the Box uh, based on functional approaches to RESTful services. So I'm guessing you're going to be using all of our Cobox 6 goodies. So uh we'll take that and 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 we're gonna present on RESTful services.
0: Yep, and there's a lot of other great speakers there too. So I'm gonna send the, the link here in the chat and it's in our show notes. Um but if you want to try and type it out, it's cf dash dot com. So if you can remember that, or you can wait for the show notes. Um but yeah, it's all the free. Um so they're providing that free of charge. Um so thank you, Adobe. And then after that, the week later, DockerCon Live, a one day Docker event, three simultaneous uh, um, tracks are there available. So you can jump between them and that is gonna be available too. It's a one day conference. Uh, They're trying to bring you all the the goodness of Docker uh, straight to you. So um, that'll be May 28th, that's a Thursday and it's nine to five um, Pacific time. So. That's another great one to to sign up for. If you guys are doing Docker or thinking about it, definitely uh, check it out. We got the privilege of going there a couple of years ago when they had it in uh, San Francisco. We had a lot, of, a lot of fun, didn't we?
1: It was awesome. I think it was one of those conferences where you get very inspired uh, and very humbled uh, <laughs> because of all the different talents and the different things that are occurring. Uh, it was a massive conference. Remember, it was like 3,000 people or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was definitely one of the big ones. Um, and then we have dates for CF Summit West, October 28th and 29th at Mirage Hotel. Uh, last time I looked, that's, um, you know, still obviously pending on everything happening with the pandemic. Um, but they they do have information on registration and the hotel and everything there. Uh, and if you sign up now, you can save. So um, definitely check that out as well. And CF Camp, we'll let you know as soon as we know. Um, again, Europe has hit pretty hard with the pandemic, so as soon as they have information, they'll share it with us. Okay, so now we're getting to the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week, and we got some pretty good content in here. So, first one up is Brad's one of Brad's videos. Um, so, what's new in Command Box Five? The file globbing enhancements, um, and. I love the fact that we have file lobbing dealing with paths and special things when you're writing commands is such a headache, but the file lobbing in command box five is pretty amazing. So, uh, it was pretty good before, but he's done a lot of work to improve that. So he's got a video there to, to show you how it works and, and what he's done to improve it. So definitely check yeah, that definitely. one
1: out. I was actually using this today.
0: Very cool. Yeah.
1: Building a new little command, uh, commander, uh, that I'm building, but, uh, it is, is I'm going through what he did here and yep. I think that it's it's file globbing is just so nice when you when you order when you combine it with a watcher.
0: Yeah, for sure. And a lot of things in command box are already using that, like the test box watcher, so your test can run every time you change your mm-hmm. files, etc. So the globbing is very important there. Now he we had an, also had an interesting tweet. I'm gonna try and share this on my screen here for those of you watching along. So um a sad day for John Lawson. So it looks like he was Cold Fusion boy. Uh, he's retiring his Cold Fusion custom license plate of over 19 years. The added oh. tax of the registration this year just means he just can't make it work. But he's been driving with this Cold Fusion uh, <laughs> plate for a long time. Nineteen that is hilarious. years.
1: Nineteen years. Almost as old as Cold Fusion itself.
0: Yeah, Pretty pretty crazy. So. Wanted to shout out, say, thanks, John, for all those good years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we um, also had a blog from you about the Cold Fusion 6 beta release. I think we've covered that pretty well, but I'm gonna share the link here in case you guys wanna check that out as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of great content there. Again, please check it out. Now, we also had one from Ben Adele. So, um, he's talking about scaling an image during a drawer operation using Graphics Magic and Lucy. So previously, he just imported images directly and he layered them when he created them. So this blog post, he goes into a little more detail about, you know, if you want to scale an image before you, uh, import it in and some of the sort of processes for doing that. So he's had a lot of great posts in this Graphics Magic, uh, series, shall we say. So using the command line tool to do that. So. Um, If you guys are looking at using Graphics Magic, definitely check out all of his blog posts on it. It's a a pretty cool tool, especially if you want to go beyond what the the Adobe or Lucy engine can do. So we also had a blog post from Pete Freitag, and this was a pretty cool one. He's made mini (laughs) box.
1: Yeah, I know. It was so uh, surreal because uh, the same day that he posted it, I I was talking to Brad about, a new Docker image that we that I wanted for us to create, and we actually we have the repo uh, still prepared, which is uh, Orchis Solutions Docker Command Box CLI. so um, uh, uh, Pete uh, Freitag actually did what we wanted to do. So we're going to be uh, talking to him pretty soon. So Pete, if you're listening, we're going to be talking soon uh, because we're going to be we're going to support this uh, approach officially through Orchis as well. So uh, we wanted to create an image uh, like he did which is basically just commandbox uh, command box as the CLI and a very minimal approach to it just for doing CLI uh, applications. So I was talking to Brad on, on, on our command box channel last time because I wanted to build something like a command box Lambda approach where we could just a- a basically stand up a Docker container with command box CLI to execute a specific task. Um, even to the point where we could even add that task as a function inside of the Docker file. So I've been kind of tinkering around with that as well. So this will open up the possibilities for us to be able to deploy a container that does one specific thing only uh, and then it dies. So um, that's that's something that we're working on. Um, so if you go to, what is it? Docker foundio slash mini box. This is uh, very similar to what we're gonna be doing. But this is a very small image. I think uh, his image is, what, 78 megs or
0: something like that? Yep, he's like got that. it down to 78. He's trying to get it down a little lower. But, uh, you know, when you're mixing all that Java stuff in, it's kind of tough sometimes. But
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just the, D- the JDK itself is it's, it's pretty big, right? Um, and there are ways to actually just get several things from the JDK. But it's a very tiny image, um, and we want to do something very similar officially as well. Uh, we're going to work with John Clausen on this to get it going. But uh, we're also going to be providing the support for you to be able to, in your Docker file, to write a specific Confusion function uh, and execute it. So just like a, a like a Lambda, I don't know if we're going to call it Lambda, but uh, that these are the things that we're tinkering around with uh, to create these kind of one-off commands that we can build with the power of Command Box now. very yeah. excited that Pete took the initiative on this Uh so, yeah, uh, obviously to- it
0: ties in with his Fixinator product that he has, which is, uh, you know, basically the same thing. It, he just wants it, something nice and small to be able to run his command that he built in Com- exactly Box, runs the Fixinator, and um, and that's a great tool. If you haven't checked out Fixinator, definitely check it right. out on foundio.com slash like Fixinator. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great tool, and that's the perfect re- use case for it, right? You want to spin up a command, you want to go run your Fixnator code, or your, you know, and some of the other commands that you have to one-off tasks on a schedule or something, and that's mm-hmm. perfect for it. You don't need the yeah. entire engine, you don't need you know Lucy Five in there or anything else. You just need the bare bones, um, and yeah. So it's a so, great little. So out this tool. is
1: yeah, and then this, it, it, you know, it was, we're also talking about this because with Javier. Since we're building the next version of Forgebox, we're thinking about value-added things that we want to bring for developers, right? And one of the things that we wanted is to do one-off kind of tasks um, to when you do public uh, to do your package publishing, right? So this is something that that's that's why I wanted a, a lambda approach to to containers because we wanted to run the code checker, for example, in isolation. We wanted to run uh, even test uh, analysis and then. Uh, basically just publishing them back into the Forgebox instance so um this is something that we're already working with for a real uh, life scenario so uh, hopefully maybe by next year's into the box we'll have something
0: very cool okay so next on the list we have a a tweet from smile bringer um so talking about first stream of 2020 um a bit late to the party they said, but they're gonna go on <laughs> Twitch with some game development and Lucy. So if you guys are Ooh, interested in games beautiful. and Lucy, um we got a, a link here to the Twitter or the Twitch. I haven't seen the videos on Twitch. I know that um they have quite a few there. Um but if you wanna check that out, um we can do so there. So I'll
1: share Smile-bringer. this link.
0: Yeah, Smile Bringer. Um, so again, I'm not sure of the quality or the content, <laughs> um, but that's something <laughs> I thought I would share and let you guys have a, have a look and, you know, I know people are on the, the live streaming thing these days and everyone's pretty excited about it. So
1: it's from Norway.
0: Yeah. So there's quite a few people on Twitch that are doing confusion development and I've never heard of before. So it's nice to, to see them. And so we're well, trying to trying to share that. So
1: well, he needs to get some a sync goodness now, especially <laughs> for game development.
0: Yep. Okay, so next on our list, we had a blog from Water Solutions about Foundio becoming a 2020 uh, Into the Box sponsor. So they're a silver sponsor for Into the Box. So thanks again, Pete and Foundio for all your support over the years. And it's good to have you as a sponsor again this year.
1: Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it.
0: Okay, we also had a, uh, a blog post from James Oberg. And uh, James has a lot of interesting stuff pop up on his blog. and. Here's a screenshot of it here. So he's talking about using CF Mail part with wrap text with HTML stuff. So I guess uh, there was some inconsistency happening in some emails, um, and so he actually has like a, a screenshot of how things are, you know, flowing in one and not flowing in the other with some cut off and whatnot. And so if you're having some weird uh, renderings uh, in your mail, uh, check out that it might be a it might be with the issue there. So. Thanks again for sharing that. And James has a lot of great um, blog posts. He deals a lot with APIs and everything too. So he's got a lot of one-off UDFs and everything on his site. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for something, he might have it there as well. And he's getting better. He's adding stuff to Forgebox. We keep bugging him every week. Just add it to Forgebox, <laughs> add it to Forgebox. And uh, he is. So thanks, James, for all you That's do. Um, also had another um, blog video from Brad. Um, so this was the service start optimization Docker video that we mentioned before. So mm-hmm. uh, again, that one's a good one. I watched it again because I needed to make sure I understood it so I didn't break everything on our, when we updated. So um mm. it's pretty neat. Uh, I just like the way we're doing things there. I know we talked about with Coldbox too, being able to basically spin it up with a dry run, get all our uh, metadata from handlers and stuff and talk about caching and and this is basically what the docker image does so it gets the server set up before you even run it just so it's ready to go with all the optimizations in place so
1: oh yeah yeah we talked about pre pre preemptive optimizations for a long time uh and this is this is our first start into it but yeah we're still working on it uh i was actually working on my proof of concept today for optimizing uh applications so um, this is something that we're we're focusing on there's a project in java called micro profile uh, by the Micronode teams, which is exactly that, right? It, it focuses on preemptive uh, micro optimizations, even at the JDK level. So uh, there's lots of things that you can do to optimize your, your source before uh, before launch, so it's production ready and light, and and, and basically sometimes you don't even need compilation. Um, that brings uh, that well, that's I think I put that as a module of the week, so we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that soon. There was another blog from Ordis, the, the AMI solution that we released. So I'll share that link as well. Uh, we already talked about that a little bit, but if you want to find out more, definitely check that out. So another one here, uh, Ben Adel had a uh, built-in functions and member methods return different data types in Lucy. And so this was an interesting one. And for those um, who've followed along with Ben, uh, he's been doing a lot of work with Lucy over time and, um, this is basically an interesting one where, um, the old methods, you know, the old built-in functions used to return true or false when you were doing stuff, yeah. um, with arrays. So, uh, a lot of the things he was doing, like appending arrays, et cetera. A lot of those built-in functions used to return true and false, but the, the member functions don't. They usually return the objects so you can, you know, append and chain. And so, you know, for chainability, the member functions behave differently. So he was just saying that, you know, looking through, he noticed that change and some of the documentation wasn't consistent. Uh, but the cool thing was, um, on Twitter, he mentioned something, Zach Spitzer, saw it, read it and checked and whatever. And he went through and uh, updated all the documentation on Lucy already. So now the documentation should be right. But I really like this here. If you check it out, there's a a couple of different things, um, you know, in here, but all the different member functions. So definitely something to check out if you guys aren't using member functions, They're, they're really handy, especially for chainability, that whole functional approach and that style that we like. Uh, definitely a good read. So, but uh, thanks for you know Zach and Lucy for jumping on it and getting those docs updated right away. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So Ben also had another one talking about running cf execute from a given work directory and uh, and Lucy. And so this one here it dives into using some bash scripts, uh, which is again pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you've, we've done a lot of bash scripting, uh, he writes a little bash script here, um, posse in a working directory, so you know where, um, where basically this command will run, um, mm-hmm. pretty cool, um, of course, looking at this, though, it makes me just cringe and think, I love command box task <laughs> exactly <laughs> all the things yeah. that we used to do and i've been dealing with some stuff on a build just trying to get a date formatted the right way and in a variable that i want so i can you know use it around the place yeah it's so painful in in bash script compared to the commands we're used to every day with cold yeah. Fusion. And I and so don't, i
1: don't i'm starting to decline in the usage of bash to tell you the truth because we have command box task workers
0: yep Especially now if we can get that CLI spinning up so quickly, because we got the minimized version of everything we're using Lucy Light and everything stripped down. It's, it's definitely, definitely getting a lot better. So, um, but I mean, it's good walking through this. You know, I, I like the thought process and, you know, Ben always makes me think and I definitely learned a lot, but, uh, when going through here, task runners is what I think is the answer. So I feel like going back to Ben and saying, have you checked out task runners? Yeah. Uh, as, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, in the chat, we've got uh, Scott saying he built a whole task manager in Task Runners, uh, which is pretty cool. He showed me that before. I know him and Brad were talking about it. And so it's kind of like cron jobs for Task Runners, which is pretty neat. And then Brad says, Task Runners, all the things. <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> it is true. I actually have to show my task uh, that I built this morning uh, to Brad uh, for my for my presentation. So um, no, he'll, he'll love it.
0: So, yeah, but uh, it's a good blog post. Definitely remain, recommend reading uh, that. And then once you've done that, go check out Task Runners in Command Box and uh, see what you think about that, too. Um, we also had a video from Matthew Clemente, um, Command Box Task Runners, learning by trial and error. How convenient.
1: There you go. How convenient. <laughs>
0: so that was his live stream that he did last week. Um, and it was uh, pretty neat. Um, so love watching his videos. Uh, I like the fact that, yeah, he's not afraid to, to try and like I say, fail sometimes, but learn from that. Uh, and that's definitely my way of, uh, learning too. So it's good that he's out there and, uh, doing that and sharing. And so definitely follow him on, on YouTube and I'll share the link here. If anybody else wants to watch that video after the podcast, watch the podcast (laughs) first and then, uh, take had that blog for the partial state of the union results. Um, So we got that there. And then we also had a blog from Mark Brockenstead. I think I pronounced that okay. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) But um, adding command box profile to Windows Terminal Preview. So... um, Windows Terminal is a preview app that just got released not too long ago. And in the spirit of living the box life, as he puts it, as we put it, um, he set out to find a way to add command box to the shell options. This blog post uh, walks through that. um, And it's pretty cool. I've been messing around with my registry on Windows. Yes, I'm a Windows user. Sorry, everybody, but been adding some shortcuts to my uh, right click menus for command box and VS code and those types of things and uh, this blog post sort of shows you how to get command box running in the terminal preview so um, right now when you look at the app you have different things you can run and so basically you walk through the process of how you can get command box added right in here and even has the little Otis logo uh to, so when you can, you know, spin up your terminal you can check that out. So thank you, Mark, for sharing that. Sure. Yep. Windows not so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a tweet from Billy Cravens too. Um that moment when serverless platforms support COBOL before supporting Cold Fusion. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he's a little late to the game on that yeah. tweet.
0: It was just funny that, uh, he was basically referring to a blog, uh, you know, a, a, a link out to Cloudflare workers, now support COBOL, um... It's just funny, um, and my previous boss actually did some COBOL programming in a past life, and and he said there's not <laughs> enough money in the world to pay him to do it anymore. <laughs> That's how much he loves Confusion. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's pretty funny that they're supporting COBOL now, especially with all the news about how I think it's New Jersey that needs it, because um, yeah, Brad says uh, Fuseless has been running for a long time uh, on Confusion as, as a you know serverless. So thanks Wait. again to Pete Freitag. So. So yeah, he's saying Fuseless.org. For those of you who want to know a little more about how to run serverless CFML Lambda functions, Fuseless.org, built by Foundio. Great tool, Um, definitely check that out. And then Brad said he retweeted it. Is that the same thing here? Okay, let's see what Brad said. Uh Oh. A year and a half and people still don't realize it is what he said. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty fun. yeah,
1: it, it's, it's kind of crazy sometimes in the core fusion community that people don't mm-hmm. understand or have not been exposed to everything that's been going on. Um, some people still, you know, claim that there's no package manager for full fusion and, you know, command Box is, is an old man by now. So, um, I think it's, it's always that uh, matter of image. Right. So I think that hopefully, we can make a difference. You know, we're investing a lot in PR. Um, I mean, this podcast is one of that, right? One yeah. of those things.
0: Yep, and we're hoping that we're trying to make it a little fun, a little entertaining and informative, and maybe people can share it outside. And so, if you guys haven't gone on to iTunes and you know, given us a five star review would be nice. But give us a review. Yes. Uh, share it with your friends. Um, you know, t- retweet our stuff. Uh, try and help get that word out there, you know, because we want to make sure we reach a few more people. We've got a lot of great supporters, and we're really thankful for everyone who supports, you know, order solutions and our podcast and our conference. But we want to keep spreading the news, getting a little more out there. So if you guys can help us with that, uh, we really appreciate it. Okay, so a lot of good stuff there. Next, we have find a job. So we have uh, cfml, getcfmljobs.com. Has about 22 positions right now up there from 19 companies across 16 locations in five countries. And we have three new ones this week. So we have a full-time position, um, Cold fusion developer with, I guess, four to six years experience. And they're looking uh, in Mumbai, India. And that was just posted on April 16th. And then we have a full-time position for Upper Saddle River, uh, United States. And that was posted on the 16th as well. And we have a ColdFusion software developer in Rockville, Maryland. That was posted on the 15th of April. So if you go to getcfmljobs.com, uh, you can see the full listings there. And, um, and by the way, that's a ColdFusion design site, and it goes out and scrapes uh, various different um, news platforms and pulls them in, anything related to ColdFusion. And you can actually post your jobs directly there as well. So thanks for uh, supporting the community with that project. Okay, so now since Luis is our special guest today, we have him talking about his favorite Forgebox module of the week. So this is a new one we haven't listed, but uh you wanna tell us a little bit about the CFML compiler?
1: Yes, yes. So I I saw this because I've been I've been wanting to do the pre compilation stuff that we've been talking about, the preemptive stuff. And um, obviously, we have a lot of, of scripts internally here in order to do just that, to basically take uh, your Fusion code and, and compile it to Java bytecode. So um, I, I would have to say that Adobe does it a lot better than, than Lucy because Lucy, you actually have to have a running Lucy server in order to do the compilations. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, with Adobe, you don't. With Adobe, you basically just uh, execute a jar file Right, uh, with a set of parameters and everything like that. Uh, by the way, the documentation is horrible. Horrid. Uh, uh, we've been, I've been using it this for more than 10 years, so at least I've been able to understand it. So maybe <laughs> I should do a blog post on it, to, uh, document it. But uh, it allows you to to basically compile your uh, CoFusion source to the Java bytecode that is done by the server on the first hit. So if you do this before you send this to production the first hit into your application is already compiled. So there is no compilation. There is no wait up our startup time for the compiler to do this. It is already pre-compiled, so it just executes. So uh, you you save uh, time basically on the initial starts uh, for your application. And then added benefit is obviously that people are not looking at your source code. So if you're deploying this into a Docker container, your Docker container is compromised for whatever reason, or not even a Docker container, but any server, uh, and if they look at your source code, your source code is already pre-compiled. so it's another added level of security. And I'm guessing that's why probably uh, Pete loves it uh, because it is another level added of security. Um, like I said, uh, this one is uh, Lucy specific. Okay? This is Lucy specific, and it, it also it, it's command box task runners and a command box command. Uh, and basically, behind the scenes, what it does is it basically starts a server for you on a specific port. And, and then uh, sets up the, uh, the web root according to where you run the command, and then compiles those, those, uh, that code for you, right? So that is something that is, that is built in. Now, it does require that, that the server be up and running. So I actually was thinking if I could talk to Brad about this, because since CommandBox is already a Lucy server on that specific version, granted, uh, at least it could take advantage of that because it's already running. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't need uh, another Lucy server to run and, and, and do pre-compilations. You could probably just pre-compile it with that specific version of the Lucy CLI. Granted, that's restricted to that uh, CLI version, but, you know, um, mm. at least it's something. But uh, but anyways, I love this little module that uh, Pete has built.
0: Yeah, very cool. I'm sure he's using the Fixinator, so that's probably why he built it.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Very cool. So, yep, great little tool there. And then next we have our VS Code Hint Tip and Trick of the Week. And this week we're actually gonna talk about something we announced last week. And that is our Command Box VS Code extension. So I know we've been talking about this for a long time, but you want to give us a little background. Uh, Obviously we want to thank uh, Kamasama K, which is Matthew Brown, right? He did a lot of work for us here, trying to get this up and running. But uh, there's some great features here. Uh, so, working with scripts. Um, so, you got a script explorer. You can run scripts from the editor. Um, that's kind of nice. Um, and then, obviously, run scripts from a folder in the explorer as well. And then, we got some features for editing server adjacent. So, this schema, property completion, um, property yeah. hover. And then the same for box adjacent the schema, property comp- completion, hover. And then dependency management with slug completion and version completion. So there's a lot of great, you know, features in here.
1: Yeah, definitely. So this actually uh, sprung up, um, you know, K or Matthew Brown. Uh, he's a fellow Miamian. Um, uh, we actually went to the same university in Miami, the Florida International University. Uh, great guy. And I created the repo for this. And I, and I basically begged him <laughs> if he could help us uh, you know, create a version of the actually the NPM, uh, package, uh, for, for VS code, if we could convert it somehow to work with command box and, uh, had created a ticket for it to just kind of see if that was something that he would be interested in. And boom, one day he's like, I'm done. <laughs> so it was so amazing that he was able to do this. And, uh, we have our Salvadorian crew also interested in seeing how to collaborate and, and work on it as well. But uh, that's such an amazing job by by, by Matthew, and uh, hopefully we'll get to to start working on a lot more uh, interactive uh, things for the IDE to help developers.
0: Yeah, and uh, this this ties into um, isn't VS is Code tasks. Um, yeah, VS Code tasks is basically how it uh, supports running these scripts and everything. So uh, it's yeah. definitely gone into it and we've looked into it uh, a lot about trying to get more functionality here and it's doing some great things with this extension. And I know we're working on upgrading our call box one as well and our test box one. And so hopefully we can tie into some of this. So we're we're really excited about about VS Code and uh, making you guys more productive. And so uh, I've got it installed. I'm going to start using it more too. So i'll have some ideas real soon you know me lots of ideas oh yeah (laughs) okay so with that being said we're up to our final part of the show where we thank our amazing patreon supporters um and so the newest supporter we've had is brett Deline. Uh, so thanks to to brett there for being a supporter and do you want to tell us about some of the, the packages? If you go to patreon.com slash order solutions, you can get to a lot of the cool packages that you can do as a, a Patreon supporter. And so maybe I should just share my screen again here yeah. and show you some here because we've got the basic box supporter and, uh you know, starting $10 per month. Um So we have a lot of different levels. Um, if you want to go crazy... You can get all the way up to 2500 bucks per month. And doesn't this have like a special, Luis will come to your house and cook you dinner? No. <laughs> I, I am thinking about it,
1: actually. Uh, but actually, that's not a bad idea. I love cooking, so I might actually throw that in there. But uh, yeah. you basically do get uh, a, a video chat with me uh, every every month, basically, just to kind of see how your company's doing, any type of assistance that we could do, all kind of part of the package. Yeah, you get free tickets to
0: into the box conference, you get bronze sponsor into the box conference. And so there's a lot of different packages. Obviously if you're an individual, there's some smaller packages and um, bigger for those corporate companies that want to support what we're doing in open, you know, open source. So uh, hopefully there's a package for everybody there. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great people supporting us already and so we want to thank you guys for that and obviously our first goal is to fund these podcasts so we can help spread the word and get the news out and and keep growing the community um but other other things other initiatives uh command box forge box cold box content box test box all of our open source products and you know all your support goes to fund those so
1: yeah definitely i mean we you know this and we do a lot for for the community a lot for open source we we, we lived this we read this since the initial versions of, of Coldbox box uh in june of 2006 imagine that, 14 years ago. So um, it's not easy, right? And and I think sometimes people forget about the amount of, of work that we do uh, that is open for people to make, uh, for them to make money, you know? So uh, we, we're just, you know, all this takes effort, all this takes a lot for everybody to put together, and it's just awesome to see how people believe in us and, and are willing to, to, to support us and, and take us to another level, so
0: yeah and that's the other thing too i mean if anyone's ever created something for themselves to use they know it takes a lot of time but if you ever release something to let other people use it takes five times as much time to make it usable to document it to make it user friendly to yeah. cover all their scenarios as well as your scenarios and and make it you know intuitive and and then answer questions there's a lot behind an open source pr- project and it's no easy task and um yeah so we we thank everybody who contributes to it whether it's a patron supporter pull request documentation that all helps um but but, yeah, we just want to especially thank those patron supporters that are you know, taking a, a share of their their funds uh, and, and helping us financially. So you want to read off the names. You want to try and do that since you're this very special host.
1: Ooh, yes. All right, let's try it here. So Ben Nadal, or Nadal. Sorry, was it Nadal? I think I, I remember him saying something. Yeah, about
0: him. I, I know. Nado. I had an interview with him, and I still, yeah. I still double take every time I say it.
1: So I, I say the Latino way, uh, Ben. So Ben Nadel, uh, Brad Deline, uh, Da Lee, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Belanger, Didier Desniki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, uh, Jeremy Adams, Jordan Clark, Joseph LaMarie, Kai Koenig, Laxma, ooh, Tir Tohadi, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Ryan Hughes, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Odin, Steve Klotz, Synaptrix, uh, and Yogesh Mathur, Mr Yogesh. So I wish one day, Gavin, it would take 30 minutes for us to read our Patreon list.
0: Yep, and obviously we we have different levels in our Patreon and we're getting different levels of support. But right now we're just thankful for every single one of you. So no matter what level of Patreon support right now, we're going to read you out every week and we, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, it's good to catch up with you guys. Hopefully we can catch up in person in some of these conferences and, uh, and we can hang out in the virtual into the box uh, coming up soon. So hope everything goes well with that planning Luis for that. So if you want to find out more, you can go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. And you can uh, see all of our sponsors there, including some other companies and some special sponsors as well. But... Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for making this possible. Again, this is our 50th episode. So uh, in podcast years, that means we're like 85. We We're, uh, we're <laughs> survived a long time. Uh, and we're really appreciative of everybody here uh, supporting us and watching us. So so thank you, everybody. And uh, we'll see you all next week.
1: All right. Bye, Gavin. Take care, my friend.
0: Have a good one. Thanks. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizerDie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.